Blog Talk Radio. This is the Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. I'm your host, Pop Art Tanner, Jamie Rocks, and this is the big show. You found it. I sure am glad you did. It's a Friday, folks. It's a Friday. Um, you know, it's interesting. I uh, When I used to have, like, straight jobs and stuff uh, many, many years ago and, and, you know, was working someplace, um, Fridays was a big deal because, you know, you got the weekend off. Um, <clears throat> now, you know, self-employed and stuff, you you doing your thing. Friday is kind of like a Tuesday, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's, uh, i tell you the weirdest thing. Year, a couple of years ago, well, uh, 20 years ago, I uh, I spent a month in uh, Asia, uh, did uh, Japan, China, Taiwan, and um, over there, the interesting thing is they, um, you know, for the most part, do not have a uh, Judeo-Christian um backbone of their culture, meaning that um, Sunday, it's like a Wednesday. It's very, it it sounds like it wouldn't be something that, um, you know, people would, would, oh, that's weird, uh, until you experience, and it absolutely is. I'll tell you something else. If you ever go to Paris uh, or Rome or someplace, you know, predominantly Catholic uh, city, Plan ahead because you ain't going to be able to do much on a Sunday morning. It's just everything's closed. Everything. If you want to go to a bakery, find a Jewish bakery. That's what I'm saying, you know. Anyhow, uh, we don't have to deal with any of that right today because it's Friday and, you know, here we are. We've got a fantastic guest today. I am very excited about this project and um, this film and how everything's happening. Without further ado, Finally, we've had we've had this guest scheduled twice, and we had our little hiccup with the show, um, which they got all worked out again. Three cheers for the tech people uh, there at Blog Talk. Uh, but I'd like to welcome Mr. Justin uh, Armeo. Hopefully, I'm saying his last name right. I think I am. Justin, you how did, are you? you? Got it right. Doing good. Well, how you doing? Go. I'm very happy that we are speaking together over the show I'm here. Finally. Uh, Yes. <laughs> I'm telling you. I've been tossing and turning for days going, it's got to work. It's got to work. I can't embarrass myself that, again with this guy. Oh, my gosh. It had to work eventually. It had to work eventually. Remember that. You might need a right. full producer that someday. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding. Of course you will. <laughs> Everything in a film set, especially an indie film set, just goes right to the, the way it is. Like it's scripted, right? <laughs> no. Every time. Every Ends time. in it at all? Never. Never <laughs> does. Let's start out, Justin. Now you're a uh on, on this project, uh the upcoming film, Party of Darkness. It's a horror comedy anthology movie. Um you're a co producer, co director, co writer on it. Uh it's kind of interesting. You guys got a whole group of people that have uh worked we do. on this. But before 
before we get in too deep into that, I want to know uh, and let everybody know a little bit more about you. First off, um, you're out west there, right? You're in California? Yeah, I'm in Orange County, California. Nice, nice. Very nice. Um, it is uh, – did you grow up out there, or are you a transplant? No, I was born in Washington, D.C., but I moved out to Orange County when I was 10. I gotcha. But I, I, feel, Washington, yeah, I feel like I was born, born for California, though. Absolutely. Uh, I tell everybody, you know, I um, I grew up Metro Detroit, and I was going to say, Washington's a rough town. Washington can be a very rough town, and I say that from being from Detroit, and, uh, it, you know, as far as roughness goes, uh, I think, Washington, you know, of course, Detroit's number always going to be number one, probably, but... Um, yeah, Washington's right there with it, you know, it's a rough town. Well, luck, but I tell everybody. Luckily, I didn't have to live in Washington. I grew up in Maryland. No. Yeah, you got out of there, uh, you know, in, in, when you were young, which is a good thing. Yeah, I got. Definitely. I went to college in Boston, and then I um, I looked at the map when I, when I got out of school, when I finished up, and I said, I need to live somewhere nice uh, that I can afford, you know, the nicest I can be. It's the exact opposite of Boston, um, you know, weather-wise and stuff. So I moved to San Diego, Southern California, and, um, yeah, it was. And I, I lived out there for a decade, and I, I tell everybody, you know, because kids always ask me, they're like, you know, should I move to California? I'm like, absolutely, man. California. Yeah. <laughs> you have not lived awesome. until you've hung Christmas lights while wearing flip-flops. It's nice. <laughs> exactly. No snow to play. Uh, and you know, nope. the cool thing, the reality is, is everybody I know in California is doing something. And if, you know, they're trying to do something. And if you're not, you kind of feel like a slob. You know, you're like, man, I better do something. I can't hang out with anybody because they're all trying to do something, you know. Keep showing your right. toes. Exactly. So when you got out of California, you started seeing the life and whatnot. Were you, uh, you said films for me? This is what it is? Did yeah, I mean, even like, well, I didn't know it was possible. I thought when I was a kid, my sister wanted to be an actor, and I used to go on auditions when she would go. Oh, wow. I would just go up there with her, and then half the time they would ask us to audition. So, yeah, we were, like, me and my sister were actually cast in um, Michael J. Fox's first TV show was called Palmer's Town, USA. It was a Little House on the Prairie ripoff show, basically. Oh, okay. And but we couldn't get a um, work permits in time, and my mom didn't want to drive us all the way up there. I think every day, so we weren't able to do it. And then, uh, right. Yeah, years later, you know, I always loved the movies. I used to cut out the newspaper ads for movie for, from the newspaper, and my whole wall was all movies. But I never thought okay. about doing the movies until, like, I, I was in college, and I, I'm like, I can't go to community college forever. I need to do something else. And then right. my sister said, oh, why, why don't you try extra work? So I said, she goes, just go do it. Go do it for free. And if you like doing it for free, then you'll like doing it and getting paid. So I went and did it for free, and I loved it. And then I just did it full time for three years and worked on, like, 300 TV shows and movies. That's amazing. That's amazing. I I have a friend of mine, this girl I know, 
and she was an extra in the um, uh, and it's funny because every time I've seen uh, in the original Avengers, the first Avengers movie, and um, you know when when Loki shows up and he's making everybody kneel, she's right front and center, right there in the front of the crowd, um, you know. And I I pause even even though I've seen it a million times, I pause and I'm like, yeah. hey, there's Aaron, and uh, it's That's exciting, awesome. you know. Yeah, it was. It's very cool. You never know what you you're going to be doing or what show you're going to be doing on. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, you know, she's she's moved on. She's in the biz, and she's moved on and done a bunch of other stuff now. But I always I always catch that, and I'm, I, it just makes me smile. That's cool, man. That is cool. Well, here you are, you know, um, making movies and uh, living the life, going to fancy parties and all this and that, and just. Uh, Hanging out with models and, and all that, right? Every day. Monday through Saturday. <laughs> not, not, Sunday's not. off. I love uh, <laughs> the picture on your IMDb where you're you're eating a DVD. Um, that's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, I didn't you know? put that. <laughs> My friend Alan Maxson, who uh, is an actor-director, he was in his movie called Christmas with Cookie, and he... I uh, loaded a picture for me randomly, and then I just appeared on there. And that's a that's just a still from his movie. Well, that's amazing. I'm, I'm looking at your your IMDb list here, and um, what a range when you were doing extra work. You were a club goer, a hostage, a bystander, and a mental patient. You know that's uh, yeah. and, and many more. Um, and, many more, yeah. and they're not all listed there. I just put some of the cool main ones on there. But, yeah, yeah, I yeah. played every conceivable thing, you know. Played high school up <laughs> until I was 25, you know, 27, yeah. Oh, man, I was just talking to my wife. She was talking about the movie Twilight. And uh, I said, you know, if I was an immortal vampire, I think I would be very much more pissed off uh, than any of those people were because I wouldn't want to be stuck in high school for a hundred years, you know? Right. I could barely get through four years of it. Jeez, yeah, no kidding. Geez. That sounds like a nightmare. What a fat plan. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Who's this guy? He's a child prodigy at college. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, we can't keep him can out of sorority house. That's right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Anyhow. Anyhow, now I have not seen, but everybody, um, I've talked to a couple people and they say, you got to check out the Bloodsucker Jones uh, film. Um, yeah, that's our first movie. Of them, and yeah, yeah, we made it, we were dumb enough, crazy enough to make a sequel to a low budget indie film. And it was even more popular than the first one, but yeah, it's, it's our most well-known character, you know, it's. People love him when he comes out to the conventions, which is rare. Um, oh, people just go crazy for him. It's just, it's our most popular. It's amazing. Yeah, totally. And now, we have the first one vampire movie. Yeah, with tons uh-huh. of conventions. Yeah. We used to go to more, but it's kind of expensive. I used, yeah, I've been to New Jersey and Kentucky and Texas and oh, wow. Indianapolis and Chicago. And now we stick to, like, California and Arizona for the most part. 
Um, where you can drive. The, you know, the, yeah, if I can't drive, it's you know it doesn't make as much sense. I'll, I'll probably still I still want to try to get a few out there because it's a good place to plant a seed of our movie and make fans in a certain area. And that helped kind of spread the word. That's why our second movie was more popular, just because we had a fan base kind of spread out over these little pockets of the United States. That's cool, man. That is cool. My wife goes to all these conventions. She's her. her, She's got a whole little group of these gals, and they they they're cosplayers, you know, and they dress up as some character I've never heard of um, from some anime or video game or something. Uh, But I got to tell you. They all kind of conjugate at our house before they go. And, you know, I'm sitting in here in my studio, and I kind of look through the door out into the main room, and uh, there's this group of gals, you know, dressing up like superheroes. And my inner 12-year-old is like, you won the lottery. This is the the dream, Jamie. This is the dream, you know. Right. Um, It couldn't get better than this. And then, uh, I don't know, a month or two ago, they told me they're going to start playing Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> and I just look like, it and got then, better. And then, and then it got better. Then, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. yeah that's oh, that's cool. I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, you know, when, when you've seen a, when you, you're at a convention and a, you know, a six-year-old comes up dressed like Freddy Krueger, <laughs> you know, it's mm-hmm. going to be a good time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, it's cool. Well, there's some cool characters in this in this project, the uh, the party. And now, folks, a couple of quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. If you don't live in Salt Springs, I hear that it's a very drivable area. I'm going to be driving there. Perhaps you drive there, and um, I'll see you there. Alana Glazer, live at the Coral Springs Center for the Arts, March 7th. Tickets available at the box office or online at thecentercs.com. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us. www. Dot J-A-M-I-E-R-O-X-X dot U-S. Metal Babe Mayhem is more than just an online store. It's a destination. MetalBabeMayhem.com carries over 150 rock and roll products, including clothing, jewelry, and accessories. Metal Babe Mayhem also offers shrine clothing and alchemy gothic jewelry. In addition, Metal Babe Mayhem founder Allison Metal Babe Cohen is a rock and roll journalist who supports local and national artists with rock and reviews, interviews, playlists, networking, and more. Metal Babe Mayhem is taking over the world one shirt at a time. My Love Shack Apothecary online shop has everything you need to build a special gift for yourself or someone who needs a little pampering. 
I hand make all of the products in small batches using only plant-based ingredients and therapeutic grade essential oils. Whether you choose one of my curated sets or want to build a custom gift set, My Love Shack Apothecary has everything you need to send a little sunshine to someone today. Please visit us online at www.loveshackapothecary.com. That's www.loveshackapothecary.com. As well as online on Instagram and Facebook. Links are in our website. Support for this podcast comes from the University of Texas MD Anderson Cancer Center, ranked one of the top cancer centers in the nation for the last 27 years. The doctors at MD Anderson treat more rare cancers in a single day than many physicians see in a lifetime, and treatment plans are tailored to an individual patient's needs, allowing more comprehensive and thorough care. To become a patient, please visit makingcancerhistory.com. Aloha. If you have stress in your life or even anxiety and panic, I want to invite you to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast for a way out. The Anxiety Coaches Podcast is a relaxing and inspiring show, bringing you lifestyle changes to calm your nervous system and help you heal. Heal anxiety, panic, and PTSD for life. We bring you two episodes every week. There's no need to walk this path alone. Join us for a relaxing, informative, and inspiring time and start your journey out of anxiety panic. That's anxietycoachespodcast.com. Aloha. Rockscare, the online webshop of high-end luxury merchandise and products. All featuring original pop art paintings, from La Holla to Miami to London, www.merch.jamierocks.us. Let me ask you about this. Now, I had Randy on, and, and Randy and I were talking, and he had mentioned that the impetus of this film, you guys were like hanging out at, I can't remember if he said where, but I'm assuming it was like a Denny's or something someplace. And conversations were being had, and, and that was kind of the, the seed that got planted for Party of Darkness. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah, we were kind of – a few years ago, we like our friend, one of the actors in our uh, um, in our group, Matt Kelly, he also co-wrote the sh- the, one of the shorts I did for Party of Darkness. He okay. he had mentioned, you know, hey, we all need to get together. We should do an anthology sometime with everybody we know. With, that includes Randy and Alan. And then we we met some more filmmakers, Matt and Alexis and Matt Leal, and um, and Andy Cobble, who is our longtime friend. And, and we just, yeah, we were talking about it. like we got to do it. You know, now that we have all these friends, we have enough people to make an anthology. And then, yeah, we I just. We threw it out there to everyone. Everyone said yes in like two seconds. And uh, wow. then we decided to do it pretty quick, you know, and we just came, I came up with an idea and Randy took the idea and he wrote the, wrote the script himself. And um, that's for, the, for like the wraparound of like five guys go to a cabin and then, uh, 
you know, an ex-girlfriend shows up and then all hell breaks loose, basically. Mm. And they, and they brilliant. instead of watching, yeah, the TV's out, you know, there's no cable, so they instead of watching TV, scary movies like they're supposed to, they all have to tell a story, and each story they tell was is going to be a short. So some of the actors play themselves, so I'm not kind of playing myself, but I'm, my character's name is Justin, and the short, the story I tell is the short I directed, and Andy, the short he tells, the short he directed, and then the other actors um, are just are actors in the movie, and, and then they're separate directors, basically. That's awesome. For those characters. That is so cool. You know, it's, it's, I was telling somebody the other day, um, and I know, you know, folks don't send me emails or anything. I get it. I get where you're coming from. Um, but I was talking to somebody about Universal Studios here in Florida. And, uh, you know, they have a big Harry Potter land. And I mentioned to this person, I said, you know, if you were J.K. Rowling, how cool would that be to go somewhere and you're in what you wrote? You know, I mean, that's not an experience that people have all the time or, you know, even an opportunity, right. you know, it's, it's amazing. But in a way, you guys kind of are doing that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because yeah, you're telling the totally. story and, and here it is, you know, that's, that's pretty cool. You know, and that was the reason I, I for think... making movies. Yeah. Just, we thought of like, what would we want to do? Like I did it originally because I wanted to act. And I said, oh, I'll just wait for someone to put me in something. And I'm like, well, why don't you just write something for yourself and all your friends or whatever. Right. And then cast people and meet new people. And then it just kind of snowballed from there. That's the best way to do it. That is the best, best way. In yeah. in my gig in the art world, when I moved to California, that's exactly, exactly how I really made my way in the art world um, in the beginning is, I just, uh, I, I knew all these, you know, I used to go to a lot of nightclubs and stuff like that, uh, you know, I was single and, and, and stuff, and I knew all these club owners, and so I just called up, you know, one, and I said, what's your slow night? <laughs> what night aren't you making any money on? Yeah. And they're like, well, you know, that would, that would be a Wednesday, and I said, okay, I want to rent the club, um, you know, for four hours or something, whatever it was. And, uh, you know, it's funny, actually, they just let me do it. They didn't even charge me. You know, I had this whole plan of renting the thing. And um, yeah. they were cool. And we put up walls. We uh, uh, threw the paintings in there. And then to get people to come, I, I just sent people invitations. I, I got the fancy magazine of the area. Every city has one, you know, with all the oh, – yeah. find the one, yep. folks, with all the plastic surgeons <laughs> – Advertise. Yes, exactly. That's all the money, <laughs> people. It. And uh, send them an invitation to your thing. And all these people showed up. Suddenly, I'm in the art world. You know, it was. Uh, you and you made it happen, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was all the. You know, there wasn't any. And it's you're right because everybody wastes a lot of time waiting for somebody to give them their big break. And uh, I don't have time for that shit. <laughs> No, you gotta you gotta do the field of dreams, you know. If you if you build it, they will come, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, that's exactly what you guys are doing with this film, and I think that's very very cool. Um, now, folks, this is an Indiegogo project. That's what we're talking about here. 
and uh, we have links to it and whatnot. Um, but let me just say at the, at the onset of this, we're, you guys, I've seen a lot of these over the couple, you know, the last ten years, uh, crowdfunded projects and whatnot. The cool thing with Indiegogo is you don't have a uh, uh, a break point where it's like, well, you know, we needed a thousand bucks, we only made nine hundred and ninety nine, so nothing happens. Uh, they're right. different, you know, than, than that Kickstarter model. And you guys, you know, I was talking to Randy, and we were kind of getting. We got into the weeds a little bit about the business stuff. Um, but, you know, it's like he said, the film's going to be made regardless. But It's already uh, shot. Yeah. The whole thing's been yeah, shot already. So they're guaranteed them. to get something, yeah. Right, right. Because there's a lot of shit, man. After that, uh, you know, I, I've never made a movie. I don't know much about the movie business other than the mythology behind it, you know. But I, I picture Justin and Randy and, and the gang. I can't even imagine, you know. Uh, there's a lot of folding chairs, I'm imagining, you know, those those fabric, the fancy director chairs. And um, everybody's got a bullhorn. And then somebody right. comes out. Do you, you know, with the clapper, or what, I don't even know what that's called, you know, the action. The slate. The slate. The yeah. slate. It's yeah. a wrap, folks. Uh, but that doesn't mean that all the money – the checks have to get, you know, stop being written at that point. <laughs> More right. checks have to be written. Things have to be done. It's, that ain't the end, you know. Um, but it's cool. One of the things I really like about crowdfunding, too, is it gives people an opportunity to not just write a check um, or, or send their, you know, their information, uh, you know, get into it. Uh, well, first off, they can do it they don't have to be a gazillionaire to do it. Um, you know, it's like, Hey, I got my tax return back, you know, let's, let's throw a couple hundred bucks. So let's throw a hundred bucks towards these, whatever it is, you know, maybe it's 20 bucks, who yeah. cares, but they can do that and they get something for it at every level. You know, they get a little something and they're part that's of it, right. you know, and they're making it happen. I think that's a cool opportunity. You know, it is. And it's, it's fun. You know, you, people can get involved. You can get your, you can become a producer of your name on IMDb. You also yeah. get the movie. You can, you can get props. You can get, you can even suggest a perk. If you say you don't see something you want, just send a message to the Indiegogo and say, Hey, can you give me this for this? We'll figure it out. You know, like we just, mm. every little bit helps. That's awesome. And you know, yeah, we just want to keep making movies. You know, we just, that's all. That's all the money's going into is just to keep making it. We'd love to make a profit, but if we can just, if it can somehow pay for itself, it would hurt a lot less and feel a lot better. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I hear you. We're man. already, hey, yeah. I, I was that way with the podcast here. I, I was exactly that way. I said, I've got to get it to a point. And hey, folks, just uh, to, to, different topic real quick. This is episode 1400. I'm pretty proud of that. You know, we have done this 1400 times. <laughs> Amazing. That's crazy. It's amazing. Yeah. When I was, yeah, when I was starting out, I was like, I got it. I was telling my wife, I'm like, I, I got to get it. I said, I have a lot of fun doing it. Um, you know, it gives me something social to do and I'm not going to nightclubs, you know, I uh, get to have that social stuff, and I don't have to leave the house. It's pretty awesome. Um, you know, plus I'm, I'm an old man now. Nobody likes to see an old guy at a club. 
unless he owns it. And then he should really right. only be there in the daytime. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, just, it's creepy otherwise. Exactly. Anyhow, <laughs> I, uh, you know, I told her, I said, it's got to pay for itself. And I don't know about you, Justin. I'm one of those guys that any hobby I have suddenly becomes a business. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, well, All right. <laughs> you know, it's just always been that way. And, uh, yeah, you know, but and once it, you hmm. get something, a project to pay for itself, then you can start those, what do they call the crowdfunding? Those stretch goals. Okay, well, let's do this. Yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly. Let's make enough to buy that mic, that camera. Um, you know? Exactly. Right? It Let me ask in. you, yeah. as a Go filmmaker, um, you know, I'm, I just think it's fascinating. Are you guys like, like guitar players I know? Like, do you have like a whole shit ton of cameras and stuff like that in your place? Yes, like so thousands I, of dollars I, worth of equipment. I, I, I have tons of props and mm. stuff and computer and equipment and weapons and things like that. Randy and some of our other friends, they yes, they have cameras and lighting and LED lights <laughs> and you know and C stands and yeah. Oh yeah. Green screens, like everything. Yes. Yeah. Oh, we man, we have everything you need to make a movie. We have everything we ever need to make a movie. Sitting in, you know, we've got fog machines. Yeah. <laughs> Everything. I knew it. I knew a guy in a band one time, and uh, he came over, and, and he was all depressed. Long, I'm like, what the hell happened to you, you know? Who pissed in your Wheaties? And he's like, oh, this girl, I was, you know, I thought she was the one. She left me because she said she couldn't live with amplifiers in the living room. And um, he goes, but, you know, it's. I play every weekend. You got to put them somewhere. And I'm like, she wasn't for you. <laughs> you know, you got to find a gal that's not going to work. Be uh, troubled by that. That's all, you know. Oh, yeah. Change your focus. Uh, but I'm you know, what makes... it's Justin, I don't yeah, know if you're it's... married or not, but your wife's probably like that. I am sick of severed hands in the living room. Oh. Well, yeah. No, uh, but no, I'm not married, but maybe that's why. Uh, you know. <laughs> no, you just got <laughs> You'll know. Justin, it'll happen. You'll bring some gal, she'll come over or something for something, and, and she's like, oh, that's the coolest severed hand, group of severed hands I've ever seen. Is that yeah. a real Shogun sword? I, a, yeah, why you do you have so many swords? Exactly. Like, what, do you need three swords? I'm like, they, they, were, they were in our movie. So I have three swords. So. They're out there. They're out there. My my wife probably knows a couple gals like that. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I was I was at Randy's. We just finished shooting on Tuesday, and I was there like the two nights before, and he was showing us the props. And me and Andy were doing the production design on his on his short, and we were doing it. And I mm. look up, and there's I see a severed head in the garage up on a shelf. <laughs> That was used. That was used in like the first short we shot back in August. And I'm like, okay, we can we can we can use that again for sure. Yeah. Nice, nice. Just hoping some the new neighbor that moved in doesn't work for the FBI or something. You know what I mean? Exactly. I've never had it. Yeah, I don't want people to look in my garage because there's so many things. I have like I have giant. Giant staffs with like circular saw blades on it as weapons. 
<laughs> in my garage and other other things like that that are just like, whoa, okay. That's awesome. But it's like, well, you I know, that's what get, you do. Yeah. It's what you, yeah. That's what I won't you, get robbed. You know. For sure. Right. <laughs> you imagine some guy goes into the garage and he's like, holy shit, the pyramid head oh. guy's got to be in here. i got to get the hell out of here. Yeah, what's going on? What's going on? Oh man, you know it's 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 funny. People I have known, uh, independent filmmakers and whatnot, that are, that are very similar, have a lot of stuff like that. You would expect all the civilians out here, all those normies, you know, we're like, oh, their house must be a mate. Those have got to be the people that buy those twelve foot skeletons, you know, for a thousand bucks or whatever they are. And um, no, no, all their money goes on more. Film stuff, um, and nobody yeah. decorates. House. Are you that way? Do you do your house up for Halloween, or not really? No, because I live in a condo, so you can't really do much. I mean, you might put a pumpkin out. I gotcha. Or something like that. That's Halloween's every day for you. You know what I mean? <laughs> you make a movie. It is. I yeah, yeah. My office is just toys and swords and movie posters and blue and blu-rays and everything props and all this crap you have the wall of blu-rays yeah i have a room like i have an office and then the condo i came with this bonus room that's not a bedroom it's not a closet it's just this extra room upstairs that they call it an attic it, it does, but it's not like above anything like an attic would be it's just mm. another room and then i just filled it up with i've just got shelves after shelf after shelf of blu-rays and and dvds and posters and props and all this all that good stuff oh i'm telling you telling you justin at our house my wife i don't know about a year ago maybe maybe a little longer than that um her and her friend her business partner travis um crazy travis they started this crystal business. They're both really into that stuff. You know, they're into all that that kind of stuff. And, and you know, yeah. folks, don't misread the tone of my book. You know, it's just not my thing. So I'm not, I'm not really into that. But they are, and God bless them, you know. So they have a business selling these crystals and stuff. And they go and sell them at markets and, you know, these little new age things and whatnot. We have so many crystals in our house, ladies and gentlemen. Our house, I feel like Superman in the Fortress of Solitude. That's how many crystals are in our house. I'm just surrounded by them. Nice. Yeah, I guess. There's a lot of crystals in here, man. That is a lot of crystals. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Um, The the other day, she, she came home and she's like, oh. Travis and I had this meeting with this woman down in Miami, and we're going to start putting our crystals, um, you know, in her shop, in her perfumery shop. And I'm just inside. I'm like, oh, well, that sounds – tell me about the deal. You know, she was. And inside, I'm like a little kid just jumping around. Oh, finally. Finally, we're going to move some of these crystals out of here. <laughs> nah, she's – they're okay. They're okay. A lot of crystals. Oh, I'm saying. Um, <laughs> anyhow. Let me let me put it this way. There should be a lot more happening with all the positive energy. Um, right, exactly. Yeah. You'll yeah, yeah, you'll stumble upon a bigger house for more crystals. You know, you'll win the yeah. lottery so you can get a bigger house. Yeah. 
It's a never-ending cycle. That's right. It it, it never... It's like a Tholian on Star Trek. Anyhow. Yeah. Party of Darkness. It's a cool trailer. So you guys finished up. You guys... You said you wrapped up. That means... uh, Because when I talked to Randy, there was still a little bit of filming left to do. That got done then. Tuesday. Just this past Tuesday. It's, It's our biggest, most expensive day of shooting. It was... It's it was called, the short one, called right? yeah it's called yep it's called unable to comply set in space and stars Felissa Rose from uh, Sleepaway Camp and Terrifier Two and Glenn Plummer from Colors and Saw Two and uh, it's it's a really cool little sci-fi short and uh, it was on an amazing set you know that had a inside a soundstage it had a cockpit it had a huge you know, inner workings of the ship and observation decks and hallways and all this cool stuff and all this lighting and sliding doors and all the sci-fi equipment was really cool. That's awesome. Yeah, our biggest, that is fantastic. Yeah, our biggest day are, are most people, most expensive, and Randy paid for it all. And now he's on the corner with a tin with a with a tin can looking for some money. Selling apples. <laughs> oh man. Yes. Yeah. Oh man, poor Randy. No, but it's got to be cool yeah. to be on a set like that because, you know, I know you guys are like me. You know, you've grown up. And you guys are even to to a point way beyond me, just that you watch these things. You know what I mean? I, and I've watched a lot of sci-fi. You know, um, and got excited about it. You know, I'm one of those yeah. guys that really enjoyed Babylon Five. You know. I thought it was cool as hell. Um, I like Babylon. I worked on Babylon Five. I like Babylon Five. Really? Well, that's... <laughs> yeah, I played a Narn, one of the aliens. Yeah, the Narn. Oh man, that's cool. That is that's fucking awesome. I, uh, Justin, you just definitely get. Um, if you're ever in South Florida, we're, we're having a party just so you can come to it. Sweet. As a Narn. No, I'm I'm kidding. Come <laughs> as a famous director of Party Dark. Sure. Uh, no, but you know, you, you, you see this stuff uh, on screen, and, you know, we, we watched all this stuff, and, you know, I, I'm a sci-fi guy, you know what I mean? I love this stuff, and I oh, um, too. And it's because of shows, you know, like that. And here you are on a set, like a real set, being able, having the ability. Because I saw, I know exactly what you're talking about. I talked to Randy about this because I saw that at the time, and on the uh, the Indiegogo page, there's a there's a picture, a still picture, and I'm like, Randy, where the hell did you build this thing? At this looks like a real spaceship. And he he told me, you know, all about. I had no idea that people did that. I thought this was his garage or something that he made this in or his guest room or something, but no. Um, but I mean, you've got the opportunity to, to actually work it and you've done stuff. I get it, but I don't know. I would be excited about it. That's pretty cool. It's, it's ex- extra cool. I mean, everything we've done has been cool and I've worked on a million things and, you know, some are cooler than others, but it's all pretty cool. But on a spaceship, I mean, that's crazy. That's too cool. Like to be on a spaceship. You know, that's been in a million, it's been there for 30 years too. So it's been in like Firefly and it's been in commercials and a million music videos. And, um, None of us even so have pre- a clue. 
Exactly. You know, we're like, oh, exactly. they built it. I just think that there's – well, you know the weird thing? I remember when I first moved to California and I got up to uh, – I had to do a gig up in uh, Burbank. And so my vision, what I thought was going to happen is I was going to roll up here and there's going to be guys rolling around on golf carts and, uh, you know, maybe a couple guys carrying a big matte painting. across. You know what I mean? I thought I was like backstage right. at Warner Brothers or something. And I yeah. get to uh, – to Burbank and it's just like industrial buildings <laughs> it's just a sea yeah. of industrial buildings I'm like, that isn't at all what I thought was going to be happening and pretty much like I remember my friend Babylon like Babylon 5 filmed on just this little industrial place like might have been next to a tire shop or something and like <laughs> yeah, same know. thing like like 90210 they were across the street from like a tire shop and just yeah. it was cheaper for them just to rent like a w- old warehouse and just build their stuff in there right well that's what my friend said he goes it isn't the outside Jamie it's what goes on on the inside that's where all the magic's happening you know and yeah. I'm like well, we gotta get inside these places <laughs> I wanna see it totally <laughs> Yeah, it's that, it's really cool when you see that. Yeah. Well, and you you live in this world, you know. So your segment is um, Pizza Bites, right? That's the uh, official name of the uh, of the wraparound yeah. chapter. Um, now, is this towards the beginning of the? Will it be towards the beginning? Of, oh, it doesn't matter. We'll we'll see it when it, it, it comes is. out. It's, but, it's. I think it's the first short. I think my character is. It's just like, okay, I go first, and then tells the story, I think, if I remember right. I it's gotcha. been a while. But but it, I think it is. It might actually be the first short. I mean, the, the film now, starts off with a, with a short, which is, but it's not mm-hmm. really one of the shorts. It's just, it's 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 something it's else. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Now, is this, um, I know they mentioned your Xanadu Hellfire, the 80s throwback fantasy adventure in the little uh, blurb here. Um, yeah. But then I see Pizza Bites, and so I'm thinking to myself, you know, the imagination starts going. I'm like, well, is it, they mentioned 80s there. Is it an 80s theme? Um, it doesn't matter if it is, but that's cool. I'm, I, you know, does the pizza it's actually not the- bite somebody? Is it a killer <laughs> pizza? Um, it's not we just set in the eighties, but it feels like it. Yeah. Oh, it's okay. uh mine so basically my character tells one story and they and they, they kinda of shut it down, like I won't tell you why, but then I have to tell a different story. So I I, I gotta yeah. do like two two different shorts basically. So one's um one involves pizza and one involves biting. So that was the mm. that was just the, the the title I came up with, but yeah, one has a, like a werewolf, which you can see, you can actually see a clip of it in the trailer, and the the other involves like a, a serial killer, a beautiful serial killer, basically. Ah, ah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Have to ask you now, then, are you a fan of the werewolf? Um, is that like your one of your favorite movie monsters? Would you say it's probably my favorite movie monster i think because there's not enough of them and when you when it's done well it's amazing like american werewolf in london and bad moon some others when 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 the makeup is amazing i wish there was more of them and always wanted to do one this was the chance well 
and and that you know American Werewolf in London that was all practical that was pre computer nobody had a computer in those days besides like NASA or somebody. Um, yeah, exactly. They did all that shit practical, you know, and I don't know how they did it, but <laughs> how did they stretch that guy's hand out? It was amazing. It's, yeah, it's all amazing tricks, and you know, ours we hide it a lot, and you know, ours is all practical, and all just all the effects are practical. All the blood is most of the blood is practical. If you, if you see a severed was, hand, a severed arm, it's practical. And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. What'd your mom pack you for lunch? Let's see. A turkey sandwich, chips, and... Oh, fresh from Florida strawberries. I'll trade you for some string cheese. Sure. Here's my sandwich and my chip. No. I want the Florida strawberry. Seriously? No way. Uh, can I throw in my juice box? <laughs> you can throw in your lunchbox. You're not getting my Florida strawberry. <laughs> Pack the snacks your kids want to eat. Look for the sunny, fresh from Florida logo where you shop. How about my new sneakers? Nope. These earbuds. Nope. My backpack. Nope. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www.jamierox.us. Hey, rockers. This is Stacey Lane Wilson, author and editor of the Rock and Roll Nightmares book series. I have a new podcast that features interviews with musicians, artists, authors, filmmakers, and music historians. In season one, I interview Phil Susan from Ozzy Osbourne's band, Scott Crawford, the director of the Cream Magazine documentary, Lisa S. Johnson, the award-winning author and photographer of the books 108 Rockstar Guitars and Immortal Axes, just to name a few. The Rock and Roll Nightmares podcast explores the dark and mysterious and sometimes funny side of music from the 60s, 70s, 80s, and beyond. Enjoy on RSS or anywhere you like to listen to podcasts. Glittering amethyst, energizing citrine, colorful fluorite, the other side of the sun, Earth's treasures brought to light. Since 1999, we have offered a unique collection of hand-selected minerals and gems for every budget, for novices, collectors, and healers. Visit www.tosots.com to view our wide selection of offerings and use coupon code ROCKS, that's R-O-X-X, for 10% off your first order. Remember... T-O-S-O-T-S dot com. Earth's treasures brought to light. Hi folks, Jamie Rocks here. Hey, if you're a big fan of uh, historical, cool historical books uh, like me, then you're going to want to check out our newest uh, show sponsor, Michelle Albion. Uh, fantastic author. She's got some really interesting, cool books out uh, that you're going to want to check out. I'm a big fan of all of these. Uh, the Florida Life of Thomas Edison, the quotable Edison, quotable Henry Ford, uh, quotable Eleanor Roosevelt, and, of course, the quotable Amelia Earhart. Uh, Michelle's just very keen and, and very, very cool, um, and these are just very cool books. 
So check out her website. Uh, there's links to uh, where you can pick these up on Amazon and Barnes & Noble, all over the place. Uh, MichelleAlbion.com, M-I-C-H-E-L-E-A-L-B-I-O-N.com, MichelleAlbion.com. Very, very cool stuff. Check it out, folks. I was just watching John Carpenter's The Thing with a friend of mine. And, um, you know, when that head pulls off and that guy's the tongue shoots out and starts pulling the head around, uh, oh, yeah. my friend was like, how the hell did they get that? T-? I said, I don't know, man. Compressed air? I have no idea. Ow. 99% of this shit, it looks real as hell, though. It's um, still amazing. So, you know, 40 years old, that's still it's my favorite horror movie. Yeah, too, can't so beat it. Still holds up. Can't beat it. Now, I know, did you guys primarily go with practical effects and whatnot because of the, um, because you guys are all fans of that? Uh, and are the practical effects more expensive? So I've heard both from different people. They're like, practical effects are a pain in the ass. You know, they're, you have to have somebody that knows what to, how to do them. And, um, or are CGI cheaper? You know, I, I don't know. I would think the CGI would be cheaper. What what the hell do I know? You know. Yeah, I mean, if we had to do full CGI of things, as we have, you know, people getting their guts cut open and people getting torn to pieces and things like that, and we have arms getting ripped off and things like that, it, it, it's cheaper to do practical, I think, just because, you know, we can yeah. do CGI blood here and there. Like, there's certain things like, you know, on the spaceship, they, they had a rule you couldn't use any liquid blood just because of the set, so. If there's any blood, right. it'll have to be enhanced or CGI or something like that. And um, but we we had some really good effects people, and then and Randy effects our makeup artist Alexis, who's also one of the directors. She's a really good effects artist, and she did the effects for my short, both my shorts. And then Randy, one of his shorts, he he just got super excited and he just built all the effects himself for it. He just thought them up and. <laughs> And then he nice. built them, and then we we just did them, and he did a really awesome job. Like if he doesn't know how to do something, he just figures out how to. Do, he just does it, assuming he'll be able to figure out how to do it, and then he does figure it out every time. You know, very so, cool. So way more cool. way more practical effects, tons of practical effects with maybe a little CGI blood enhancement that just was a necessity for time or just the location, basically. But we also have, like, these rubber pulls of blood that we could just throw down. It just looks like a pool of blood. It glistens <laughs> like blood, and it's just this rubber mat of blood in different sizes that I we could put one. down. Yeah, it's really cool. I want one. Just, I would carry it around. I'd throw it around all everywhere. Everybody would be like, Jamie, come on. We know it's a, it's a thing. Stop it. <laughs> totally. Yeah. yeah, I would be every, every, like a 10-year-old with those snap tops. You know, just throwing them everywhere. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> you guys have the so, coolest jobs in the world. You know, I don't know if you realize that or not. And it's, like it's awesome. It's, you know, that's why we keep doing it. Yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. And, uh, you know, very, very cool. Now, folks, you can help. You can help with this and um you know, the film is done, but there's still stuff to do. And the Indiegogo campaign is at that weird, would this go for a month, two months, something like that? Uh, they go for a certain group yeah. of, uh, set of time. 
But then they hit like this. They pla- I've seen this happen so many times. They'll plateau out like three weeks in or something like that. And I was like, oh, I guess that reached the top. No, then there's always a, another stretch. You know what I mean? That, that happens. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. Everybody got their gifts or tax returns back or something. And <laughs> Yeah, that's you know, just, helps. I appreciate it. It's just getting the word out, you know, to everybody. We really do need help. But, yeah, we definitely have slowed down and haven't had much in the past couple of weeks. And some people wait till the end, and you know we have a trailer out there. And people can people can see what it looks like. It's our most expensive movie ever made, and you know, and it's it's our most ambitious, and you know, by all by experienced directors, and um, and it's all cool. It's all different, and there's so many different stories, and um, really good actors, and you know, we met a bunch of cool new people on the set, and hired a bunch of got to meet a bunch of cool new actors and crew on this one and it just snowballs and gets bigger and bigger but yeah we need help very very much and anything anybody can do and anything you want just let us know we'll take care Absolutely. of it we'll bi- yeah and folks we'll I make get it the if you're you broke want. joke you know or what, <laughs> whatever you know I've been there I, I believe me I get it many times um you know, at the very least, what you can do is share the page, you know, help get the word out. Because, you know, even though, uh, you know, you're out on the corner with Tim Cup across the street from Randy. Um, yeah. <laughs> we're kidding, Randy. We love you. Um, but maybe your friends aren't, you know. And uh, if you share the page and whatnot, it helps out immensely if that's all you can do. At the very least, you know, click a couple buttons on yeah. your, your, your phone or whatever. Um but really, if you can, if you got a little something, uh, you know, throw it in there. And if you got a lot of something, I'm telling you, um, you know, and you're single and you're going to the club this weekend, you might want to uh, sponsor a segment, you know, <laughs> get that yeah, producer they, they, credit. That looks good come to, the, to tell to a gal. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Yeah, well, you exactly. know, I'm in the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah, you can come to the premiere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, for any young bucks out there in, uh, in well, if you're in Southern California, you know this. But if you don't, if you're new to the scene, maybe, um, if you could take a gal to a movie premiere, yeah, they like that a lot. That's pretty, you uh, know, anybody can go to Zoopler. Yeah, not That's everybody right. goes to movie premiere. <laughs> you you can go to the movie premiere and Sizzler after. That's right. That's right. And hell, it's you an, might even meet an actor yeah. and bring the actor along. <laughs> they got to eat. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Oh, that's cool. That is awesome. Now, are you, um, uh, with this, are you guys, um, you know, I imagine once you, uh, it's to the point now, it's going to editing and all this and that. Then it starts all the fun stuff of uh, distribution and, and all this. And that. Is this going to be, do you think it's going to be self-distribution? you going to do it yourself? Or do you guys think that uh, you'll pull in a distribution company or whatnot? We don't know yet. A lot of distribution um, agreements are very shady. and um, Gotcha. So, th- Ultimately, we can do it ourselves if we need to. 
but we'll put it into film festivals first and try to get a buzz and see if someone wants to buy it or wants to distribute right. it. Maybe they distribute it. Maybe they distribute the foreign rights and we do domestic and we do Blu-rays and things like that. You know, worst case scenario is what what all of us already do is just distribute ourselves, our past movies, put out yeah. Blu-rays on streaming, um, and just do it that way. Go to conventions, sell it, spread the word. But you know, yeah, if we got if someone, you know, someone like Shutter or some bigger company wanted to buy it and put it on, we'd definitely be open to that, you know, anything that'll spread the word and get it to the most people, basically. Absolutely. Absolutely. We have the same thing. It's, it's what happened in, uh, in in my world, in the art world. Um, you know, it used to be everybody was like, oh, you got you to gotta get into a gallery, you know, to, to, and they'll sell your shit. Um, and the reality is, in, in everybody's got a phone in their pocket. You know what I mean? Why would I go to, why would I cut up the pie when I could just sell direct, you know? Um, right. And my mailing list is usually a lot bigger than the get, because I've just been doing it so long, not because I'm yeah, definitely. savvy or anything. It's just, they're like, oh, he's still painting? Jesus Christ. Um, it's kind of like the pie. That's how you do it. That's you how you mean? and we have to, yeah, you have to build the base over years and years. You know, when we put something out now, well, we have tons of people that'll just buy it, sight unseen, don't even care. It's just because we made it, you know? Yeah. And it's weird because it, when I hit, when I hit, um, a thousand podcasts with the podcast, everything changed. Everything changed. Phones were answered. Um, emails were returned, you know, just, just because you had this, um, uh, this track record, and um, you know, and it's interesting. I had somebody I don't know a few weeks ago. They're starting a podcast. I have four episodes in, and I wish them the best. I can't wait till they're at the place where I'm at now. You know, I it's, it's going to be a lot of work. But they messaged me. You know, then uh, they're, they're like, "How do I? You have sponsors and and people running ads on your on your podcast. How do I do that?" And I'm like, "The only reason I have that." is because for the first 500 episodes, <laughs> I didn't, <laughs> you know. I had to build that shit. And, uh, you know, I've, I'm hoping there's a – I haven't found an easier way to do it. Let me put it that way. But that doesn't mean I'm the, the end voice of reason in the podcasting world or anything. But, um, yeah. you know, it just, it's what works for me. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. You do, do what works. And if you're if you're doing shit yourself, and I'm sure films the same way, indie films. You know, if something when when something doesn't not if something doesn't work when something doesn't work, you know, yeah, you get pissed off like anybody else, but really you get pissed off at yourself. You're like, hey, right, you're exactly. To fix it, you know, you're like, okay, well, that's not going to work. What do we do instead? You know, it's only Maybe? you to blame. How do we it's, make a stubborn yeah. hand? <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I need lightning to shoot out of this girl's hands. I don't know how to do it. Can you do it, Randy? And yes, he'll he'll do that. He'll do that. Everybody needs a Randy, you know. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. He had mentioned. I think he. I, I'm trying to remember. I think he mentioned he has kids and stuff. Can you imagine having Randy as a dad? Like my like he my father was a kids. cool dude. <laughs> he oh, would he be afraid of that because he, no, because he's got. 
he's got like a suit of armor in his house. He's got like he's got helmets and he's got like such cool stuff. He's got a full size Han Solo and Carbonite in his office. Yeah, he, yeah. If you're a kid, you you're, you're looking for a dad. Yeah. Any kids out there looking for a dad, just call me and I'll hook you up with Randy and it'll be great. It'll be it'll be great for you. I want Randy to adopt me. Seriously. I remember many years ago, I uh, my my first trip to Paris. Um, I went out there. I was supposed, supposed to give a lecture on pop art at this big fancy uh, museum, and, uh, and they flew me out. And it was cool, um, but I was supposed to stay a week. And so at the end of week four, my father was calling me, and he's like, "You have to go home. You can't leave your wife. You can't just run away to Paris. You know, you got to come home. You got." Things you got a, a life you have to do. I'm like, Dad, I'm, I'm a painter. I'm, in, I'm living like Picasso here. It's great. Are you yeah. kidding me? This is the dream. And he's like, No, you got to come home. You got to come home. And uh, yeah, that's how I imagine. You know, even though Randy's cool, he's probably the the voice of reason as well. You know, good dad material. Good dad material. So, right. Exactly. Let's hope Mrs. Randy's listening. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's Well, Randy's wife helped write the uh, his short. So I think the short was her idea. The the sci-fi short was an idea that she came up uh-huh. with, and then they wrote it. And then he, I think he put, and then he wrote wrote the idea down and fleshed it out, and then they worked on it together and changed it and did rewrites. So it, it's all in the family. So you're that was me. really cool. You're telling me that someday some kid is going to have Randy as a dad and Randy's wife as a mom who's into science fiction? That's the lottery win, baby. That's the lottery win. Seriously. That will not happen anywhere else. That's awesome. That's awesome. Oh, so much cooler than my mom. My mom's like, now we're watching Grease. I don't want to be... I remember being a little kid and I had to be Danny from Greece for Halloween. You know how embarrassing that was? Oh my God. Oh man. All because my mom had a vision. Yeah. You know, I was trying to, I remember running into other little kids I knew uh, when we were trick or treating and and they're like, what's up with you? I said, I'm a vampire. That's what I just kept telling everybody. (laughs) I'm not Danny from Greece. I'm a cool vampire. You're a cool (laughs) vampire. Oh man! Yeah. <laughs> anyhow, anyhow. Well, this is great. This is great. Now, folks, like I said, on this on the Party of Darkness, um, you know, Indiegogo fund, you don't have to. You know, yeah. If you got an extra five grand or something, send it their way. Join the exactly. team, man. You can hang out with all these people and whatnot. Um, you know, you got two grand. You could sponsor a segment, Pizza Bites. With the, yeah, this is the serial killer in this picture. She is cute. I don't know who she is, but she is. Uh, her yeah. name's Jewel Bressler. Yeah, she's oh, yeah. one of the coolest people we've ever met. She we cast. She was absolutely perfect for the role, and we knew she was awesome because we were shooting. She had a tiny. I said, "Can you come shoot?" She has a tiny little thing she does in like the wraparound and she drove all the way up to um she drove all the way up to the mountains we were staying in a cabin a cabin in the woods 
quote unquote. And <laughs> hey, will you come up to this cabin in the woods with all these people you don't know in the middle of the in the middle of the night and she something and she did. And we're like wow. <laughs> you know, they, I think she was like either this is the last day of my life or it's gonna be one of the best. So like, yeah. <laughs> But she was so good and so cool that we decided to write I wrote a script and we're going to make a feature version of her character as the next movie we make. It's called Blue Murder and it's nice. her adventures as a serial killer. So, so, well, but cool. I'm just, I'll say this. That cool. So anybody who donates and is, does donates, um, and is a producer of any kind or sponsors a segment and wants a producer credit, I'll make, I'll give them a, the same credit on Blue Murder, so they can get double credits for the same price. So whatever wow. they get, yeah, credit-wise on that, I'll put them. So if they're executive executive producer on that, they can be an executive producer for no extra charge on a whole nother movie. Folks, you can't get better than that. I'm telling you, tax return time is in. Put that to good use. You know? Yeah, you pull your money with your friends and become become a producer. Who knows? Whatever you can do, and uh, I'll take an assist exactly. or whatever, whatever they want. And all you here's the secret with that, folks. Here's what you got to do: if you're pulling your money, be the be the guy or gal with the idea, and then call it, you know, whatever your name is, um, you know, uh, Stephen or Stephanie Smith. Just add group to the end of that. It's the Stephen Smith group, you know, right, movie exactly. producing. <laughs> there you go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. Right on brand. Um, you got on that IMDb. I am not on IMDb, and I've been an extra in, in some stuff. Um, I didn't go out for it. I just knew some people that needed somebody, and they're like, uh, you're a body. You, you should talk. You should talk to them. You might be able to add yourself. I think sometimes you can add your yeah, you can add yourself. Yeah. Into, yeah. It's weird. I get really weirded out about that stuff. You know, just because I don't know why I'm insecure about it. I guess um, I was approached about a yeah, two years ago now by somebody who was trying to do a pilot, and they're like, "We're doing these weird ghosts." You know, it was back at the very end of when all the ghost hunter shows were fading out, and um, this was like the last attempt at one. And they're like, we need you. And I'm like, I'm not going to hunt any ghosts. I'm not into that scene. <laughs> you know? I'm going to walk around someplace in the middle of the night. No. They're like, no, no, no. You don't even have to do it. You can just call it in even. We just need you to narrate <laughs> and be like, we'll have a picture of you waiting at a bus stop. And you're talking to somebody saying, oh, I knew this guy one time. <laughs> and you're that. I said, oh. You want me to be the crypt keeper? I get it. Um, oh, I know I was that old, <laughs> you know. But no, it never came to anywhere. Never came to anywhere. But I thought I was pretty cool for about three days. <laughs> I gotta tell you, right? Everybody I knew heard about that. <laughs> you know, I'm like, you want my autograph now? Um, yeah, but this is this is what you guys do. This is very very cool. I wanted to say too. Um, just, I love the idea of an anthology film. I, I can't think of the last one that was really made. Uh, my wife just watched that Fall the House of Usher deal, but that's not really an anthology like this. You know, this reminds right. me of like Creep Show and speaking of the Crypt Keeper and all that. You know, what I grew up with these anthology and they were cool. They were so awesome. 
And I was talking to Randy about that, man. I still can't. I haven't thought about it since I was a kid, since I saw it. That raft. That I think that was in Creep Show or one of the Creep Shows. It, it's in, yeah, it's in two, on that raft. Creep Show too. Oh. Yeah, it's in part two. <laughs> Not good, That's man. Good. When she leaves, that has haunted me since he brought that up. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. But I can't wait to see your guys at the movie because I know there's going to be shit like that. <laughs> you know, they just yeah, we. With yeah, we love Creep oh, Show because a lot of anthologies are straight horror. Creep Show had some humor to it, and ours has varying degrees of humor and seriousness and gore, and like it's all over the place. There's creepy stuff, there's werewolves, there's serial killers, everything. I don't remember which horror anthology it was, but every summer I had to go to my grandparents. Uh, my parents, you know, were like, hey, you gotta go to grandma and grandpa's and work on the farm. <laughs> summer. That's what they would do in Oklahoma um, with all the other Indians. And there was one of those anthologies that had like this cigar store Indian that came to life. And it was like a, an Indian bad guy. And he, he I think that's took care of business. Too, also. No, that's yeah, that creep show too, also. Yeah, Everybody no, loved one. that character. Yeah. All the Indians oh, yeah. down in Oklahoma, that was their favorite one. You know, of course. But, uh, yeah, they like that a lot. Um, watched that many times down there. That and Billy Jack. Uh, it was amazing. Oh, I love Billy Jack. Oh, yeah. I'm going to take this foot and kick that side of your face. <laughs> yeah, I would tell people, people too, I'm like, uh-huh. I'm like, if you get into a fight and the guy stops and takes his shoes and socks off, just run. Just leave quickly. Oh, yeah. Not that's, yeah, that's a bad. That's, that's bad for you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, definitely. Well, that's that's awesome. I can't wait to have you back on again, Justin. Um, when we're down the road a little bit on this, and um, you know, when you come, when you guys have you guys on again, and and, and we're like, yeah, we just uh, you know, signed up with uh, Ink to Deal with whatever distribution or whatever, you know, and um. We're flying around on a on a G6 now. Um, no. Exactly. I know you guys we, wouldn't we, do that. You guys would take all the money and put it into the next film. I know that's what you guys would do. Yes. Or you we know? just get a G1 because we can't afford a G6 or whatever. Right. Whatever the cheaper G is. <laughs> I got you. Look, it's fantastic. And like I said, folks, we have links right there to it. And we've got the Facebook uh, Party of Darkness link up, the uh, Instagram, and of course the main Indiegogo page there. Um, And Justin's on every social media too. Just put in Justin uh, Armario. Armio. um, Yeah, I don't know why I trip over that. Um, But yeah, you're on Instagram and all that kind of stuff. Do you do a lot of social media? Are you on there a lot? Yes, it's it's a nightmare now because I have a Xanadu Hellfire page. I have Bloodsucker Jones page. I have my own page. I've got a page for my cat that my daughter made me make for her cat or whatever. And I got <laughs> I got the star of Bloodsucker Jones. I I run his Instagram too. I got we got Twitter. We have Facebook. So yes, I got to stop making movies so I so I can stop making it. I didn't Instagram. know you had a kid, Justin. 
I didn't know you had a kid. Yeah. How cool is that? Let me yeah, ask you, do you think she's going to... Oh, really? Is she... Yeah. 28? How... Yep. That's not... What do you do, adopt her as an adult or something? Because what? that's like your age. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, she's really cool. Her name's Kira. And, yeah, she's looking forward to this the most, she said. I think she said this looks like... Her kind of movie, and I said, yes, it does. It stars, you know, a young, cool, goth chick. So I'm like, yeah, I think you'll like it. <laughs> <laughs> you got a cool goth chick daughter. That is cool. Um, yeah, yeah. I love, I love it. I had no idea. I had no. Idea. Is she any uh, interest in the, in the in the movie business? Not really. She she was in, um, you know, she was in like the first movie we made that we didn't finish. It was called Nun for. Uh, the unfortunate cookie, which we made in 2000, and um, we weren't able to finish it because I got full custody of her. But she was in that, and then she was in the first Bloodsucker Jones, and okay. and then she was in Blood. She was in the second Bloodsucker Jones, and she played a uh, a zombie. So she played a vampire in the first nice. one, and a zombie in the second one, and she was scheduled to be in Xanadu Hellfire as a post-apocalyptic warrior, but she moved away three weeks before we filmed her part. So we. We had to replace her. Oh, man, that's the break. But I named one of the the characters after her, so she's still in it. Nice. Nice. That is awesome. Talking about having a cool dad, that is cool, man. I'm telling you. How much God credit? You know, back in the day, um, you know, I used to paint my nails black and uh, go to clubs, suck in my cheeks, stand around. Um, thought I had a lot of goth cred at the time. I was never right. a vampire and a zombie in a movie. <laughs> Didn't have that much goth cred. She did. That's she right. did. And she, made, awesome. and she made me, when I asked her to be in the second Blood Saga Jones, I said, can you come down and play a zombie? And she said, only if I could be dressed up as Nancy from The Craft. So if you've seen The Craft, she's just... <laughs> One of one of the witches who dresses all in black, you yeah. know, with crucifixes and stuff. So yeah, she's the so main she gal, is. isn't she? The crazy one. She yep, she is. So so I said yes, you can yeah. do that. So if you see the movie, it's <laughs> definitely she's in that character. And we ripped her heart out and chopped her head off. And oh, you better. <laughs> That's fantastic. Very cool. That's awesome, man. That is awesome. Well, there you go. See, you were probably a pretty cool dad to have, too. I, I, I'm going to oh, say it. I'm all right. I'm pretty sure, you know. Uh, I don't know if you have a full Han Solo and Carbonite in your office. But, I don't. You know, I'm, wor- I'm working How many people can? <laughs> you know? Only people named Randy have that. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you but know what, Randy? Randy if Randy, if you're listening, too. what you should do is lay it on its side. You know how Boba Fett was, like, cruising it around and whatnot? Figure out some way to make it float and then have that as your desktop, you know? Put a piece of glass on there. Oh, that would be cool. Be. That's, a good, that's a good idea. I don't know. That's the perfect coffee I've table. always wanted... No, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I always wanted the, uh, the desk from the original Tron, you know, the master control desk. <laughs> It has oh, a yeah. screen in there. I'm like, I need that. <laughs> I, I love, love Tron. Yes. Oh, one of my favorites. One of my favorites. 
Amazing. I'm excited for the uh, – I live in Florida, and I still haven't went on the Tron ride. My wife keeps going to Disney, like, with her sister and stuff. I'm like, hey, why don't we go, and I could go on the Tron ride. How about that? It looks mm-hmm. awesome. I, I was uh, hoping they would build it here, too. I'm telling you. Well, they, they you know they will. There's a, people love that shit. I don't know. My wife's always like, somebody's got to stay home with the dog. <laughs> you wanted your fancy <laughs> dog. It's either Tron ride or dog, you know. It's like I'm telling you, I'm telling you. They got well, they, and there's this restaurant I want to go to too. It's um, I don't know. It's expensive. Everything at Disney's. You go to Disney, you're paying thirty five dollars for a hamburger, so everything's going to be spendy. Um, but we go. Um, but there's this restaurant where it's the idea is you take a space elevator up and then you, they project like outer space on all the windows, so it. Like you're in space eating. That's cool. I'm like, that's right. Yeah, I want to eat eat in there, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Um, Sounds good to me. I don't know. know. Every time we go, there's a steampunk restaurant that my wife always, you know, we got to go to the steampunk. We've been there 80 times. We have been to Disney so many times, Justin. We go to the the animal park. The animals were like, there they are again. You know, we know them by name. Just that. So you're in this. Basically, they're 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 there to see you. Basically, at this point. Yeah, pretty much. It's the opposite. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Anyhow, Justin, thank you so much for being so patient with me and and the show. Um, you know, I'm so, so glad much we pleasure. got it. And keep doing what you're doing, man. I tell everybody, everybody who. I don't want to hear shit from anybody about indie filmmakers ever after the pandemic because you guys kept us sane. <laughs> you know, everybody oh, yeah. finally had a library of stuff to watch and stay entertained by, all because of you guys. You know, because everything else. Oh, definitely. You know, like, and uh, really appreciate. What we you appreciate guys do. it. And. Yeah, you know. Thanks, you guys... thanks for spreading the word, man. I appreciate it. Like, I, I've heard other filmmakers on here. And, you know, you've interviewed film, people I've met before, you know, and talked to, which is really oh. cool. And, uh, cool. Well, you know, trying, cool. To, trying to keep it going. Well, and, folks, we're going to wrap it up, but we will convert this to a podcast. We push it out on all the podcasting platforms. We're on over 800 and I don't know what it is. I know it's more than 850. Um, and I know that's weird, everybody. I'm just saying if your big plan is to start a podcasting um, hosting platform, all I'm saying is 850 other people have had that idea. Um probably more. And I'm not trying to rain in your parade. You do you, man. <laughs> Live your passion. But um, instead of spending money on that, what I would do is go over to the Party of Darkness Indiegogo page and uh, get double producer credits by <laughs> sponsoring yeah. segment. That's the move I would make, personally. But You gotta like do said, it. You do you. Um <laughs> Yeah, you, you, can, you can also get a you get a thank you for twenty as low as twenty five bucks, whatever you want. So there you go, there you go, man. 
Um, and that's an IMDb so cool. thank you, so it'll be on IMDb, yeah. Well, there you go. You've made it. That's how you get invited to models and or you know parties with models in Malibu. That's you got to have. They check it at the door. They're like, "Are you on IMDb?" Oh, okay. You can right. How many credits? You're do not. That exactly. <laughs> you know, we laugh. I bet you there's some clubs that. Do that. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm oh, sure. No, maybe. <laughs> Who the hell is this guy? I, you know. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Thank you so much, Justin. You rock. Keep doing you what Thank you're you. doing, Thank you. Thank you so much. Appreciate you, man. Yeah. And everybody, we will see you next time. Have a good one. Get over there to the Party of Darkness page and check it out. Go watch that trailer, too. It's very, very cool. Justin, talk to you soon, man. All right. Bye. Bye. This has been pop art painter Jamie Rocks' Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. It has been executive produced by Jamie Rocks, recorded at his studio in Deerfield Beach in South Florida. All rights reserved by Pop Rocks Limited for broadcast on Blog Talk Radio. Tana Oli Pop Rocks Radio. Estás escuchando Jamie Rocks de Pop Rocks Radio. Manténganse al tanto. Hey, the Harry Hicks from Sverige, och ni lyssnar till Pop Rocks Radio med Jamie Rocks. Blog Talk Radio.